Open the pod bay doors, please, pal. All right, all right, all right. You're gonna need a bigger potion. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? Look at the coast. We get together, have a few laughs. <laughs> a movie artist with Brad Hotel and Gus Trapper. That core's banquet went down real quick. <laughs> I should have brought three up. I only brought two up. What the fuck was I thinking? Gotta get a shitty beer. Yeah, I always have dad beers laying around. You gotta so feel like I gotta buy like something good, like IPAs or something, but there's always something to be said for just like a cheap <laughs> Welcome for pencil or pen uh shit. <laughs> That's staying in there. Welcome to Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah. But no one in Pennsylvania calls it Pennsylvania. We call it PA. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know, right? I mean, isn't that funny, though? Like, like people in Ohio call it, oh, yeah, I live in Ohio. They don't go, oh, I'm from OH. I'm from O. Is it OH? Yeah. Okay. Pennsylvania is a lot of syllables. So. Yeah, I probably can't even spell it. So God, this is the best podcast yeah, I'm having fun. Yeah. I always look forward to it. Yeah, I'm having a fucking blast. Yeah. Yeah. So people are listening to it now. Right. This, so. this is a, we're recording this on the Tuesday after I just put out the first six episodes. And I don't know. I guess people seem to like it. Right. Yeah. I mean, I guess. Or they just like us and they know us. And then, like, anybody who doesn't know us or like us just probably what it is yeah yeah i've i've not had anyone email or text me saying they hate it so (laughs) that's good that would be awesome gens just sends you an email (laughs) saying he fucking hates it we gotta get gens on the podcast oh shit we should have had him for this one (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) well i guess you should introduce what we're the movie Yes. Uh, hello, everyone. My name is Brad Patello. I'm here with uh, my good friend Gus Strauff. This week's movie is Masters of the Universe from 1987, uh, based on the toy line, kind of, sort of, and or the cartoon, but not really. Um, <laughs> toy line came out in 82. Uh, cartoon came out in 83. There was a little bit of back and forth. The original toy line came with like little comics, mm. um, like little tiny ones. And the story was kind of stark and it was more like the movie. I guess the movie was more based on these little comics than the TV show. Because obviously they dropped the Prince Adam character, the alter ego thing, which was. Yeah, yeah, they do. Introduced in the show and then they made a toy out of it. So there was some back and forth between I didn't even think you know, about that the toy makers and the people who are making the cartoon filmation where the fuck's battle cat god damn it he was too expensive <laughs> and he <laughs> that would have been everything impossible. everything i watched about like why isn't orco in this why isn't cringer yeah, like, in this yeah what are you a fucking idiot <laughs> everything was like oh was i don't too much want money. to ever have a discussion about this movie with those people with with people who are butthurt that Orko's yeah. not in it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, God damn it. Well, this is the people who are like, uh, oh, man, they uh, they redesigned Thundercats to look like Steven Universe. I'm pissed. Like those people. <sighs> those are the worst people. 
I they well, already not- did a they already made a remake of Thundercats that was like all even like more animeified. Yeah, you know? it was pretty good. Yeah. They did that with He-Man too, actually. Maybe this is like There's how- been a there's been a few He-Man remakes. There's one in the 90s that I uh I loved. I have a, I actually still have the VHSs. That was the animated one, right? Like the Yeah. The one that was kind of the designs are kind of angular. Yeah, angular, a little bit heading more towards anime-esque. Like the 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 intro is awesome. Like really cool animation. It's very like Thundercats-esque. I remember that being intro. pretty cool. Yeah, well, I love it. Seems to be the logical progression of some of these properties where like it's a it's a cartoon that's around in the 80s that people like in the 2010s or so or the 2000s or 2010s it gets a reboot where it's kind of edgy and anime and then in 2020 it gets remade into basically cutesy steven universe characters which is a fun like because i i don't understand the seriousness behind like i loved i love thundercats i loved silverhawks i loved he-man i loved all of this transformers like but why would you get pissed if somebody like i I don't know redesigns it or reboots it it's like what do you care you always got the old show to go back to it's not like the old show was like incredible it's like i know because (laughs) it's a cartoon about alien cats but they're trying to sell fucking toys (laughs) it's not like shakespeare or the bible it's a crass 80s toy commercial (laughs) so i have this little he-man story well i have have a bunch of stories for this episode but uh i next to our in our basement next to our uh dryer there was a box of old toys and my brother's six years older than me and i you know i would so he has he had all these he-man toys right that were handed down to me then I just held on to He-Man for the, like, you know, the next 20 years of my life. You just randomly. And he's right E-Man. here. <laughs> Gus, not, for, the, yeah. for the podcast listeners, Gus holds up. No, I didn't hold up anything. Gus, <laughs> mimed holding something up so to, to take advantage of the fact that we're a podcast and you can't see it. Actually, I have no pants on right now. So. <laughs> what the hell? Oh, it's it's a podcast, you know. <laughs> yeah i mean obviously you know i've got a bunch of those old toys too yeah when i helped you move we uh, i think we we're talking about this last at the end of yeah. last podcast that yeah yeah well we had kind of talked about having this be almost like a companion episode to the transformers because the properties do have similar origins to where they're you know based on toys they're big in the 80s yeah um, have the same kind of lineage where the properties have been kind of lionized, I guess, to where, you know, they have conventions every year and. Oh yeah. They're never going away. But unlike transformers, this movie went off in a completely different direction <laughs> from any other pre-existing storylines or timelines, which is, I guess fine. I think it works. I mean, again it's that complaint like i I just they when you're translating something from a toy line slash animation to live action the fact that this movie is even watchable and let alone honestly enjoyable 
for many reasons. Is it watchable? Uh, yes. <laughs> it's, I mean, it, you kept calling this like the best movie ever, and I'm a little, I'm a little worried that you're kind of serious. <laughs> I, okay, I think, um, I like I was trying to watch, you know, this as um, like with a critical eye this time around. Yeah. <laughs> I am serious when like in the 80s there was just so many of these sci-fi fantasy movies well yeah it's it's a barbarian kind of science fiction barbarian basically yeah there's a couple of those you got the swords and the gun mix kind of thing (laughs) yeah and just the fact that they even pulled it off and that there's like good performances i mean you have there's the um Special effects guy, I forget his name. He did like Raiders of the Lost Ark and Star Wars. You have uh, Frank Angela, who's killing it as Skeletor. Uh, Billy uh, Bartley is like, (laughs) every scene with him is the best. And Mobius did the fucking designs for all the characters. Yeah, Mobius and Ralph McQuarrie did some early conceptual work too. the, The... there's so much talent behind this movie. The thing about this movie is the fact that it was even made is insane. It was a train wreck from the beginning. Yeah. There's so basically, a lot of push and pull from the toy yeah. company to the production company. Well, yeah. The toy Cannon. company had veto power over everything, basically. Right. And they made them made all these script changes. But once they realized that the the toy comp like the toys and the show were like going downhill, and they were like, just do whatever you can, like we don't care, like do whatever you can to make this work. And with everything against this movie, I think it's honestly pretty good. There are way worse sci-fi. <laughs> Like oh, no. up, when you're putting it up against what it really, what you should put it up against, it's like one of the best. What what are we? This put, isn't. What are we putting it up against? Where it's the best? Fucking Beastmaster and shit. Like oh well, yeah, if we, Crow if we and yeah, Beast, yes. If we watch that shit, this is like fucking Orson Welles shit. Okay, so it's better than Beastmaster. <laughs> All right, so my question. <laughs> I'm standing my ground, goddammit. It's really right, fucking so my, awesome. my question, first of all, not so much not so much why is Courtney Cox in the movie? Uh, why is Courtney exactly Cox why. the main character of the movie? Because why, why is she the one we're following through this whole thing? Because Dolph can hardly speak a word of English. Oh well, yeah. He... <laughs> and they were like, holy shit, like we need somebody who can act quick. Get another shot face, of like, Billy Barty. So they had yeah. Billy Barty, uh, Dolph Lundgren, they did Meg surround... Foster, who are three, you know, Billy yes. Barty's the the best oh, among no the joke. people who are in the good guys. So you got the four. Oh, he's the, four... he's the best good guy. Well, yeah, and then the, you got, the, you know, you got those cock. four that come, and then you got Courtney Cox and Tom Paris. Um, I'm just going to be calling Courtney him Tom does, Paris, by the way. Courtney does a fine job. But among those six, you know, Billy Barty's the best actor. So, you, yeah, you get like a lot of shots of him 
doing the best he can through all the latex they put on him. I wrote down, can Billy Barty even move his lips? (laughs) (laughs) They had so much crap on his face that when he spoke, it was like he couldn't even, like his mouth didn't close all the way because they had too much rubber on it. (laughs) I'll take that over uh, any CG character. Yeah, it's Billy Barty and he's acting and he's doing a decent job for like looking like they shot him with a like a shotgun full of <laughs> plastic. <laughs> I mean, Courtney Cox just uh, came off of the uh, Bruce Springsteen Dancing in the Dark uh, yeah. music video. Yeah. She, she had, won the hearts of America. She was America's sweetheart. Yeah. She hadn't been on um, Family Ties yet. I think this is like her. Yeah, this is like literally her second thing. Yeah, it was the uh, the Bruce the Bruce Springsteen video, and then this, basically. <laughs> uh, yeah, if she can dance with Bruce, she can she can dance with him. But it's why is why is it why is half the movie her and her boyfriend? Uh, yeah, Kevin. I, I one of the notes. The first notes I wrote down was "fuck Kevin." <laughs> I actually wrote I actually wrote down Robert Duncan McNeil is really trying. Like he Oh, he's true. Yeah. There's, he still sucks. I mean, he's his character giving it his all. He's putting yeah. his there's a couple of scenes where I'm just like, "Oh, he's acting." Like he's almost <laughs> in tears in that one like at the end of act 2 and He-Man gets kidnapped and they're like, "Are we just going to give up?" He's like almost crying there. And I'm like, "Oh, Tom Paris." Um, he, I fucking hate Kevin. Um, <laughs> like, yeah. Hey, uh, Courtney, like super gorgeous girl. Come hang out with me. Do a sound check with my shitty music. Whenever he plays a little bit of music for it, he's like, Hey, what do you think about that? <laughs> it's <just> like, <laughs> sounds like shit, Kevin. Fuck you. I gotta, gotta flight out of here, baby. They um, win because he remembers the score. He can he can that's hum his, the score, so therefore they can payoff. activate the key. I so this I movie, yeah. This, I honestly think that you're being too harsh on this movie. <laughs> I, they, I swear I to God, this, I'm not pissed they didn't put Orco in. I don't the I'm, the I think that they're um, for what they were up against the director and everybody. It turned out like as like the best it possibly could. So you got. Obviously, you got it Frank was a Lanchilla. smart idea to bring it out of the. They didn't have the budget to keep it in Eternia. Well, that was they had to. It, they had to bring it to to the U.S. of A. Well, yeah, and it showed like the. Yeah, I mean, their, yeah, their like eyes the, were the, bigger than their budget. They uh, <laughs> they were like, oh, we we spent all our money on these twelve costumes and this one set. And this there, there is like one shot they use like five times. It's like the uh, attorney after the after the uh, siege of Skeletor and everything's on fire and there's all these troops kind of. Oh, where they're like, like in. Uh, is this desert. inside or outside? Outside. Yeah, where they're like filming in like. I think they filmed that in like Utah or something. The. Um, but like the score is awesome. There's, it has a decent pace. There's a lot of talent behind the whole thing. Like the acting isn't award-winning, but like 
they're going for it. Especially the bat, like Evil Lynn and Skeletor are killing it. There's this weird sexual tension between them. There's this, there's, Skeletor has so many, he has a lot of layers to him. So, all right, you got two really good actors. You got Frank Langella as Skeletor and you got Meg Foster as Evil Lynn. And they're kind of carrying the movie mostly. I mean, they specifically rewrote a lot of it to focus more on them so that they could. Yeah, once they got Frank, they were like, we need to, basically, the movie has to go through the eyes of, of him. Yeah, because he's like respectable actor. Dolph Lundgren is just laughable, though. He's just awful. Oh, he, so my love for He-Man as a kid, completely, he's barely in this movie. Well, yeah. He, his, he, said, he has like his, 12 lines. Maybe. So his introduction is after Skeletor's introduction. Skeletor's introduction is fucking legit. The music and how he's walking in and they're doing the uh, really great editing with the um, passing in front of the pillars and we're cutting in closer and closer. And I mean, is was that not cool to you? I mean, I think that's legitimately cool. That set's awesome. I thought that set looked like shit. <laughs> Uh, I mean, like, uh, like the, thro- the throne looks like shit. But they got the like throne. every color. They they got like the the walls are green. They they got red details. There's like blue s- sculptures. There's orange light coming up. Why why are you gonna have a a throne room with like four bottomless pits with no railings? Uh, so you can <laughs> fucking punch Skeletor off of it at some point. I guess no railings. They're just standing like. Skeletor I did write walking. that down. Like, that's a that's like a sketchy fucking yeah. How many people just accidentally like tripped? Yeah. What if he guy and the guys are like stand like his guards are like standing right up to the edge while yeah, he's just walking nudge through. Him. Yeah. Just waiting for Skeletor to just. Well, <laughs> see that's being harsh. That is a stylistic choice that they went for. I think that there's a cool like Skeletor commands the presence. Of the Skeletor camera he's, is good. Yeah, Franklin Jella is good. I think that the I like besides the nostrils, like where today they would like CG in and give that depth behind. Mm-hmm. I like the Evil Dead two. I like fresh eyeballs behind. You okay. know, like well, what else? Uh, would the, you do? the teeth works really well. I like that it. I think it honestly looks cool. By the way, that mask. Uh... Let's shoe in, shoehorn in a couple Star Trek references here. Um, oh boy, Tom Paris. Here we go. <laughs> Robert Duncan <laughs> McNeil, who's like yeah. the Kevin character, was a series regular in Star Trek Voyager. Of course, I did when I was looking through the cast. I did see the Star Trek stuff, and I was like, Here, "Here's oh, another here one, though. Here's a here's a deeper cut, though. the The Skeletor mask got reused in several episodes of The Next Generation." No shit. As they repainted it, but it's, I read that and I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that as like a generic alien monster. Like whenever Worf is fighting a, a monster on the holodeck, it's always like the Skeletor mask. Yeah. Cause the, uh, I, I guess one of the visual effects guys went on to work on the next generation. So he's just, oh, I got this mask. I'll just, uh, <laughs> I stole the Skeletor mask. It was, it was made for Frank Langella, but I guess it'll yeah. fit your face just fine. Um, the intro to He-Man is, I wrote down, is laughable. He's just like standing there and then turns around. I know. And then like 
jumps and it starts attacking the trooper dudes. Everything with him in it is. So this is uh, Dolph Lundgren's second movie after the Rocky one. Rocky four. Yeah. Yeah. And now he's got a talk in it. And they wanted to, they wanted to redub his lines, but like something about his contract, they ran out of money. Yeah. His contract had something about how he had like a say over that. Yeah. Now I was watching a behind the scenes thing and it seemed like the, the interview with Dolph was like, it must've been around that time, like after the movie. He spoke fantastic English. I and it, I it didn't make any sense because. Well, I think he got better. You know, he must have got better real quick. I don't. I don't know. He, he. I don't know. What was his next movie after this? Like the one with Jean Claude, that uh, Universal Soldier. When? When was that? Uh, well, that's ninety two. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. Oh. I mean, but yeah, he. Uh, he had a thick accent and the well i can tell I, you i, I, was, a it was, the, I was a doll fan the second i saw this movie i don't know if it was the toy company or the production company somebody basically nixed the idea of redubbing his lines yeah because they ran out of money apparently the the studio which is something i never heard of the the company that made it was going out of business so they made a yeah, deal Canon, yeah canon that's what it was they made a deal with mattel they were each going to put up half the money but then you know mattel put up their half and then <laughs> yeah I've they ran they this, went yeah. through that and then mattel said no all right now where's your half and they're like we don't have it <laughs> yeah well, so mattel had to put the other and they eventually did pull the plug you saw where like at the end fight scene yeah how it all gets dark that's because they ran out of money <laughs> they're like yeah well we have the actors like we're gonna shoot this like they had permission like most of the um that's what i'm saying like they tried a they, for effort. <laughs> like i think that where this movie is where it really does not work are the action scenes oh yeah they're all like Star Warsy, like we'll just figure out on the day. And they didn't really have like they didn't have time. Yeah, they the weren't pressure of like well. they were not choreographed. It's just like um I still think though, like I think that it looked, don't you think it okay? <laughs> there are some <laughs> for the time, 87, for what they were trying to go for, that a lot of this movie looks good. How well, it is yeah, shot, the, how it is lit. Uh, the, some the of characters the, like, are the designed, designs. Yeah, yeah the characters awesome. are designed by Mo- Mobius. The costumes were designed by Mobius. The the predator uh, dude has that like uh, frog throat. Yeah, thing. yeah. That, uh, there's there's some cool makeup. Um, yeah. On, I think the Skeletor makeup is cool. I think the Gwildor makeup is awful. Um, I think. I think. The, Right. The Gwildor is, is rough because his face just doesn't move. Well, the other, that one guy too, the Karg or whatever, the little guy. The, he scared the shit out of me when I was younger. Yeah. But he, he, same thing, his mouth couldn't articulate all the way because yeah. of all the latex they had on him. Oh, it's 87. <laughs> the fact that it even looks as good as it does is blowing It is 87. My mind. Yeah. Yeah. 
should we go through the plot? I guess we, there's a really cool, uh, I want to say though, there is a really cool matte painting. The one matte painting you see of, uh, Castle Grayskull, you see it kind of close up in the beginning and then it's in a couple of the um, shots where it's like far away. The, uh, sorceress is standing there in the eye. Is that her name? so we we start off with Skeletor. Well, we, no, no, is... no. We start off with uh, a super the the theme song. Oh yeah, which with some sounds exactly like the Superman theme song. But, listen, people rip off shit all the time. <laughs> These guys were like, "Fuck it, we're stealing Superman," and it sounds great. The music the... of this movie is good. The score is good. Okay, so the 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 opening credits. You see like this rainbow sparkle thing come out from the middle and then the names zoom up. Yeah. And then zoom away just like yes. in Superman and the music yeah, sounds fucking awesome. Almost exactly like the Superman music. When I was younger and I saw this movie first and then I saw Superman, I was like, what the fuck Superman? You're stealing massive Superman, universe. you stole that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. So we have an opening title sequence. He-Man would fuck up Superman. <laughs> you think? No. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Skeletor takes over Castle Grayskull because he wants to be the master of the universe. Yeah, that. Well, yeah. He, he got in with the key, um, which Gwildor invents a key that opens a portal to anywhere. Yeah, he's an inventor and a key master, and, and he had Evil Lynn fucking dupes him by like. Uh, yeah, but he had two of them. He's a shapeshifter. Yeah, Evil Lynn is a shapeshifter. We see that. So, but he had two of them, right? Because one Skeletor has one that yeah, he gets, back up. gets into the Gray Skull with. And then I guess the second one was like the prototype or something. All right, so Skeletor is in Gray Skull. He's kind of taken over. They take, like, they exit Wildor's cave house. <laughs> The little detail they have is he has like a little like rock garden with like weird alien mushrooms and shit. Oh, I didn't see and those like stormtrooper dudes come and just stomp all over his fucking. Oh yeah, I did see that. Desert, yeah, but he they exit out the back door, the secret door, and I think they just like they know how to get into Gray Skull like the secret way. Okay, so they make their way to Gray Skull and. But it's a trap. Yeah, so they they use the key. In a pretty bad action scene that involves lots of gunfire and almost now, <laughs> zero sword play. <laughs> now, well, he does. Mi- he, he deflects some shit, though. Yeah, he does. He's got like his his sword in one hand yeah. that he's kind of well, posing with. Yeah, yeah. And he's got the blaster in the other hand. He's like shooting people down with it. Dolph is. I hate to say this, but he is just the worst part of this movie. Oh yeah. Easily. The director in in one of the documentary things I was watching, he he says like he doesn't name the person, but he's like, I had a guy. I should have pulled the trigger and I didn't. And like I should have just gotten rid of Dolph and gotten this other guy. And he, he regrets it to this day. Yeah. Yeah, he really brings it down. So we've they escape using the key. The key, the the cosmic key. Yeah. When they're typing on it and shit and making the noises, it makes me think of the sax man where it's just like beep boop. Uh, mm, e, uh, uh. It's like, 
well you like you see shots of Gwildor <laughs> using it and yeah. he's he's clearly just pawing his hand on it like because <laughs> his hand's got all these prosthetics on it too like he's put it looks like he's pushing buttons but he's clearly just meh, like mashing it yeah <laughs> Gwildor knows how to operate the key the key takes you to anywhere they open a portal and it's to earth and they escape to earth we could be anywhere they don't know where they land but they landed on earth how are we supposed to fucking have any connection if it's not earth i don't know the Lots obvious answer don't Brad. Take place on earth that doesn't <laughs> The clear answer is they ran out of money, so they had to shoot it in just some hoduck town. Ran out of money? They didn't have money from the get-go. That's true. So they it was actually a down. kind of a bigger budget, I think. Well, so they meet. Then they meet. Uh, all right. So they lose the key, and Courtney Cox and her boyfriend Tom Paris find it. Yeah. Tom Paris Kevin. is a uh, aspiring musician. And his name's uh, Kevin, and he's a bitch. <laughs> He's really trying. He's really going for it, though. Courtney Cox. How much? How, do you? Do, uh, God, do you want? I want to go to Robbie's ribs and chicken. Oh, was, I could go a bucket of ribs. Half how about rib, the? Half uh, chicken. How about the vegan propaganda there? The oh, propaganda. <laughs> Come on, that's a fun little. Uh, he's like, what? Are, why do they put food on these white sticks? Oh, those are serving, bones. You're serving me up some harsh browns on this <laughs> goddamn. I'm harsh and you're mellow. I also like the uh, Gwildor has a um, a grappling hook <laughs> that apparently he can grab anything with because like he they jump through oh, the that's portal. A fun, yeah, that's a fun twist on the, they, on the uh, portal part. <laughs> you see the claw come through the portal by itself, grabs the key and pulls it back, and then he does it again later with a bucket of chicken. Yeah, and there's awesome. there's like a couple making out in the front seat of a convertible. And he yeah. throws the grappling hook over them, <laughs> grabs their chicken from the back seat, and pulls it back so they can eat it. <laughs> Don't you like the tech in this movie? I do like movie, how movies guy... <laughs> steal the tech. Movies steal this fucking tech all the time. Uh, example: there, the first wave of uh, assassins who are like incapable of even capturing courtney cox for god's sakes um, oh, yeah. when they go when they go back evil lynn gets this asks for the scanner oh yeah and he that sees is, yeah yeah it's like shows the past and yeah. like how they realize that it's fucking cool and in guardians of the galaxy at the beginning of the first one uh star lord pulls out that same kind of tech Oh, oh, okay. I didn't notice that. Yeah, that was like pretty cool. The, the, the truth caller and how they handle the truth caller or whatever. They, it's called like the call, the caller of Dungary. I don't know what the fuck. They ha it has some crazy name. There's a lot of like futuristic sci-fi jargon in this movie that I well, don't think I ever truly picked up until this watch. I like how Tom Paris just assumes that the thing is Japanese, like the. Key. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's a it's a piece of technology I don't understand. It must be Japanese. But he also had the like. He's like, it made this big dip, like it made like a giant divot in the ground, like it must have fallen. Yeah, like he ha he 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 runs to that logic, and then he just jumps to the fact that it's 
some i know you know i do like the design of that key i think that key is cool too again the tech is cool in this game or in this this game this movie apparently the prop fell apart a lot during shoot understandable it's like a bunch of moving parts yeah. yeah yeah well he just gets the key so he finds it in a in the middle of a giant crater he goes oh it's a japanese keyboard and he yeah. just takes it he puts a thing on it to so he can sling it over his arm and he carries it around with him for the rest of the movie yeah. or for all of act two basically wouldn't it, you i guess i don't know i i probably wouldn't assume it was a japanese keyboard though i would <laughs> I, we were, I was like what are they just assuming it's safe to touch this thing it's yeah court, court it could be a bomb fix it up it yeah. could be like well it was the 80s it was innocent man you didn't know about that shit you didn't know Columbine didn't happen <laughs> Japanese <laughs> that's what yeah let's write our way out of anything oh it's Japanese I wrote so, down effects DP as in the the uh, director of photography uh, acting and I'm when I'm talking about acting I'm talking about Billy and Meg and Frank here. The three good actors in this movie. Yeah. Well, oh, what's the guy from uh, Back to the Future? The the principal. Oh, you know, I hated that character so much. That was the I wanted to talk about this guy. He's the same person in Back to the Future. Well, yeah, he's in every '80s movie, either as a principal or a sheriff or a detective or something. Yeah, he's a sheriff in one of the. um, I think it's. Friday the Thirteenth Part Six, maybe. James Tolkien, yeah, he, yeah. I just hated him in this, though. His character was like, he's J.R.R. Tolkien's, not spelled the same. <laughs> I, mean. I was making a joke. First of all, all right, so yeah, this guy's in it as the cop who's like investigating. His job is to go around and like not believe anybody, and yeah. You're under well, you're you gonna, under arrest. That's what are you gonna you're gonna believe that there's scantily clad muscle men running around? Yeah, and, I wouldn't believe that either. <laughs> what, yeah. Do they not arouse suspicion by walking around Earth in those costumes? There that is that is one critique I will put on this movie is there there is nobody on the roads. There is nobody in the neighborhoods. There are these giant oh I know marching armies. Yeah. And like the whole time uh, that cop guys will like, he's telling all his other cop buddies, like, I'm telling you, man, you got to come with me. It was like, it was worse than Vietnam or Korea or whatever war he was in. And no one's calling in to say that, hey, there's like a spaceship outside my window. Yeah. When the Skeletor's like comes through. Trooper. Yeah. <laughs> And like they're just coming down the road like it's a parade or something. And the road is there's no <laughs> there's nobody in sight. They they do yeah. a reverse shot and the road is completely empty. It's not a yeah, lot. Anytime the, the shots of Gwildor in the uh his caddy that he like jacks up or whatever was that it? Was that Coupe de Ville? Oh yeah, he gets like a pink Cadillac and he like yeah. steals it and they drive it around for the whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> And he like modifies it within like maybe a couple hours of separation. Oh, I know. <laughs> Hell yeah. Gwildor fucking kills it. Gwildor. I don't have any tattoos, but thinking about it right now, 
I might get a giant back tattoo that's just Gwildor. Thoughts? Oh my god. Well, I'm going to get Orko just to... Our first 1,000 your... listeners, Gus is going to get a Gwildor tattoo. <laughs> yeah, let's put that out there. <laughs> yeah. First time one of our episodes get a 1,000 hits, Gus will get a Gwildor tattoo. Yeah. I'm going to make sure it happens, too. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that guy is insufferable in this. And... Let me just jump to the end for a second. His resolution. Do you remember that? Like he. Do I remember it? I fantasize about that. that he, ah, that's what I want to happen. I want to save the goes, day and then stay in some cool universe. So they get most, all of them get transported back to attorney, including this cop guy. And he goes, oh, I'm going to stay here. I've got a woman. Yeah. There's like, a, it cuts to him at the end of the movie. Skeletor has been defeated. And he's wearing a toga and there's like a woman sitting on his lap. <laughs> I could like my jaw was like, what? Welcome to Eternia. Here's your woman. Here's he's, your complimentary woman. He finally found himself. He was just like an angry. Tensed up. Ball of muscle. And he just finally found his place, man. He's the 80s. Authority figure. How about how they dress up Gwildor at the end? <laughs> Just put a couple of bows in his hair. Um, guys, you're jumping so around everywhere. I feel they, like we I, could just have a, I, I would have a whole episode just on the like Robbie's <laughs> just on ribs what? and chicken, man. Oh, the, the chickens. The, I just love it so much. Wilder is just downing a whole thing of barbecue sauce. <laughs> well, what do you like? He acts surprised that it's meat. Like, man well, at I arms is that, man at arms is like, oh, it's it's meat. This used to be, yeah. and Tila goes. This used to be an animal, and Gwildor seems acts like he doesn't know either. Like, and and he and Man at Arms is just chomping it down, you know. Well, he that's sort of a running thing with him that he's, you know, always hungry. Oh, is it? Yeah. Later, when they're in the um, Charlie's uh, uh, music shop, he they're about to have the stand or like the, the horrible <laughs> shoot off with the uh, stormtrooper dudes. Oh, yeah. And that's what I'm going to keep calling them. But um, it, it, he says, he man asks him something like, what are you thinking about? He's like, I don't know. I'm kind of hungry. So he's Set willing ups to eat and payoffs, meat. Brad. Was it a payoff? I mean, it didn't factor into the plot though. Did it? It was just him saying <laughs> something. <laughs> <laughs> so the action scenes i might have to be in charge of editing this episode <laughs> <laughs> i actually don't want to do that the actions yeah uh that at the end of act two that action scene where they're like fighting on those flying oh, space shit. things whatever <laughs> it's so bad there's a Again. couple shots where it's clearly just like a JPEG. Like it's just a still of He-Man on yeah, the thing yeah, and they yeah. just moved it. Uh, it's so bad. There's like a kind of cool shot where it's like, you know, they're filming him like uh, he's up on like a rig. Right. And yeah. they're moving him through, <laughs> through like giving him some kind of relativity of like. Oh, where it's like a crane. Yeah. Yeah. Or he's like on that. the thing and the, yeah. That looks cool. Yeah, but that optical printer stuff, that's most oh, of it is just... Yeah, and they keep on doing the same thing. It's like the same kind of shot where it's from behind 
and they're going up over a building yeah and it doesn't work ever and it's the same they keep on doing it <laughs> yeah the physics of it are just like he's oh, yeah, he doesn't, it, it, he doesn't it, have to lean this way or it's very um i wonder i mean I, I don't think at this time you couldn't get away from star wars as you know what i mean yeah it's just in the zeitgeist by then yeah and um it's sort of the speeder because this movie i i the director did say something along the lines of like no we didn't like we're not trying to copy star wars with the stormtrooper-esque soldiers right the reason they did that is that they're robotic and that he-man could kill robots because the yeah. whole thing at the beginning of the of when they started this movie is like you can't do anything with He-Man, and then at, like he has to be like hugging and kissing everybody. He-Man can't and, kill anybody. Yeah, but then halfway through, whenever every like cannon and the toy line were going down the fucking drain, they were like, "Put boobs in this movie. Do anything you can." To, to but I think this, it was like to too late somebody. at that point though, because they had already shot a lot of it. Yeah, and they were just. You know, reshooting stuff would have been more expensive than so they, their eyes were definitely bigger than their budget. I still think they made some some smart moves. I feel like, like I, I respect the 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 work that went into this movie. Tom Paris, well, sweet van. Let me just see what I wrote down here. The sweet van. That's definitely not what fucking crossed my mind when I saw that van. Well, he's like, they introduce him in his van there. Yeah, uh, he's like a band guy. I get it. He's got to carry his gear around. Wildo are fishing for chicken. All right, so yeah, there's a fish out of water story. They're on Earth. The four Eternians, He-Man, Man-at-Arms, Tila, and Wildor have all escaped to Earth. They're looking for the key. Tom Paris has it. He activates it by playing it and it makes like a light show, but it it also tells Skeletor where they are. So Skeletor sends his minions and they fail the first time. There's a great little moment between Evil Lynn and Skeletor around that time where you you come into this moment and like Skeletor is like caressing Evil Lynn's face. Oh yeah. That's what I'm talking about, where there's like some depth to these characters. Yeah. Franklin Jell and Meg Foster are both good in this. I'm I'm definitely giving you that. Like every every yeah. scene with them, I mean Franklin Jella especially elevates it. I mean, if you it would just without him, it would just be true. It would have nothing. I mean, Billy Barty's good in it, despite having way too much prosthetics on that he can't move his face, but he still acts like he he can still act pretty well through the makeup. Well, isn't he an R2-D2? Yeah, I think um, he was. Yeah, he was R2-D2, yeah. But you're not complaining about all... You don't even see... He doesn't even move his face as R2-D2. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I don't know. I, I could... I, I got some complaints about Star Wars, if you want to hear them. I mean... I'm, yeah, take, I, uh, take longer than we have in this episode should we just have a star wars shit on star wars episode and just completely ha have everybody down. hate us <laughs> i'm down for that lose a fan base gain a fan base so there's a mcguffin this key tom paris has it uh they find him another thing i couldn't figure out too was like why 
Courtney Cox and Tom Paris care so much about what's happened. Like they end up, I don't know. I, that relationship didn't ring true to me. Like the, the friendship between Courtney Cox and like the Eternians. Yeah. Because like Kevin's a piece of shit and why would he ever get Courtney Cox? That's my complaint. <laughs> He's trying. All right. So they end up friends with uh, He-Man. Well, you know, Courtney Cox gets attacked at the school by some of the minions, including beast man and a bunch of other characters. Blade. Blade, who is also like cool. apparently also Franklin Jealous stunt double when they were doing oh, the, really? the final battle. Oh, that makes sense. Was like not Franklin Jella. It was this, uh, this stunt guy who also played Blade. So they, yeah, they fail. They go back. Skeletor kills one of them and is like, go try again. Uh, Evil Lynn comes with him this time. Predator uh, assassin guy gets it. Yeah. And then they, they capture He-Man and that's kind of the end of act two. Um, uh, with- real, there's a moment. Um, Billy's cleaning up the uh, place and there's like a Burger King uh, endorsement. Oh shot. yeah. I saw that. And he's just shoving everything into the sink. <laughs> yeah. And he shoves. This is the first time I noticed this. I think he shoves. A bunch of Burger King in there, and then yeah. three perfectly fine oranges. I saw that. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is going on? Is that what it, is, it just cleaning. made me hate Kevin even more? That's his cleaning piece of shit. So Kevin figures out the end. Oh, the key gets their key gets damaged. Their copy of the key gets damaged in the fight, which is this terrible battle with lots of bad effects and um. He-Man gets captured and their key gets damaged at the end of Act 2, but Kevin figures out that you can use a synthesizer to recreate the tones. He basically plays the score that's been playing. Whenever you open the key, there's like this certain tune. Something like that, yeah. And that, like that. Uh, that makes that... it work. And then they uh, they transport an entire city block back to Eternia into the throne room. <laughs> They've got part of the wall and like half of the pink Cadillac. Isn't that cool though? I did like that. Yeah. Come on. There's like a ton of great little details like that in this movie. And that, uh, the eighties authority figure guy, the principal from back to the future. Yeah. Gets oh, he, yeah. He, he's got a shotgun. He's <laughs> yeah. Everyone else has a laser gun. He's got a shotgun. So there's a, there's a big battle. I guess we're into Act Three. At what the point um, did... animation on the laser whip that. Uh, oh yeah. Um, he man's oh, getting whipped that's with. That's right. That scene. <laughs> it's so crazy. Like it's just going all over the place. Um, I like that. Like this is subtle, but and you know, I you're shitting all over this movie. But like, I like that there's like some sticks. He man's getting fucked up. Yeah, you know Skeletor's I mean? during, while he's getting whipped, Skeletor's like hanging onto his his staff, and I, I yeah. think I wrote down, "Don't cream your jeans, Skeletor." <laughs> I don't. There, there's like a 
I wonder what Frank was thinking when he was in doing his performance during that. It, again, that's like a confusing kind of, but not in a bad way, like in a good way. Like it adds depth to his character. Like, I don't know if he's getting pleasure from it. It's almost like, it's like not fun to him. Like to see, like he, he likes the chase, you know? Mm. But this, I like the detail of the sorceress, like getting older and like more fragile and all yeah. fucked up looking. Oh, the sorceress, I forgot to mention, she's being held captive and her powers are being transferred to Skeletor. Yeah. So it's like draining her life force. The actress. You know, like I always, it's like one of those things too, like who knows how old she is. Maybe. The actress who played the sorceress went on to play Courtney Cox's mom in Friends. Oh, shit. These factoids are fantastic. Now, <laughs> um, right before the He-Man gets whipped and stuff, that scene, Skeletor, they're returning to the throne room. And there is this character holding Skeletor's staff. And Skeletor just fucking rips it out of his hands and walks right past him. Do you know about Pig Boy? Oh, that was the contest winner. <laughs> oh, <right>. my God. <laughs> Pig Boy is the best. I, th I think they even made a toy of Pig Boy. They did? Yeah. <laughs> so there was a, uh, what Gus is referring to, there was a contest. Was how What, what was it like through the action figures? Or how did you enter? There was something some, like that, yeah. There was some kind of contest where if you won, you got to be in the movie. Yeah. And so there's a, yeah, there's a little kid in it at one point that gives he's Skeletor this, his staff. Yeah. But it's, he, he's in this, like in the credits, he's named pig boy. Yeah. But he's sort of like a pig in like armor alien character. Yeah. You hardly notice him. Like if you blink, oh, you miss him. It's I, it, when I, you know, in the past five years, when I learned about pig boy, or whatever you know whenever that was it blew my mind because i didn't you know i didn't pick up on that little detail at all yeah it's real quick it's like a really quick pig shot. boy man hell yeah so yeah the pig boy kid won a contest to be in the he-man movie or the masters of the universe movie as we're calling it. oh also when uh here's something i've noticed when skeletor invades earth yeah uh he's he's on this like giant throne ship thing yeah looks kind of looks like java's ship but it's like a throne i'd like, like the backdrop with the red yeah and it, it looks it looks cool but i wrote down he sneaks up on them in this oh. thing they're they're like oh. on top of a building and you I, see I, the, <laughs> you see the funny. throne thing slowly rise up yeah 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 i'm like I, how did he sneak up on them i i know what you're saying i I can see that being laughable. I honestly, when I was younger, I thought that was like thrilling and suspenseful. Well, and I get the point of it, you know, yeah. that, that trope of like, we see the villain, but they don't, you know, yeah. like, oh, they're going to get it now. But it's like this giant ship that's like yeah. hovering and they're like on top of a building and it's like slowly coming up over the, the side of the building. There's just... <sighs> <laughs> there's just so many shots in this movie of Dolph where it's like he didn't realize that they were maybe he did realize which would be even worse but like 
It's like, hey, Dolph, we're shooting right now. Like we're rolling in character. Yeah, <laughs> he's just like looking off. Yeah, and like, oh yeah, Dolph is oh, terrible. Man. Dolph, like, ugh. poor guy. He's the worst in this. The, I, think um, he, I think he got better. He, well, yeah. slightly better, you know. Like, the um, Alpha and the Omega speech. Yeah, when he's kind of whispering, you know. Mm-hmm. Can you? Can you feel it? Can you hear it? Like all the choices and the voice he's doing. This is Langella again. Yeah. God, Scallop is just killing it. It's so good. And uh, uh, I love the um, transformation and like what his, the design of his like ultimate form, if you will. Yeah. How did that come about though? Was that like after he finished? He I don't understand the, 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 the science or magic that was, they explained it, but. Yeah, it's like the um, kind of like the planets aligning. I cause I, I oh, okay. you know, I'm just looking so at Dolph, Dolph in... London's pecs, man. I'm not paying attention to the fucking plot, bro. He, he does have nice pecs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His physicality is good. Everything else is fucking horrible. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, he looks the part. Yeah, and it looks like he could work, but his acting is just not good, and his voice is not good. I mean, the the role of the in rocky four is perfect for what he has to do you know yeah don't really talk i'm what he says like one thing I, i'll break you or i must break like you yeah, no, yeah plus he's russian so yeah wait it, it makes Dolph, sense that he i don't think he's russian no i mean the character is in, oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Dolph london's like a fucking doctor in physics or some shit like that i saw that too yeah he's got yeah. a bunch of degrees yeah, don't fuck with Dolph, man. I ain't fucking with Dolph. He, he's, I'm sure he's really smart and really nice. He's probably listening to this podcast right he, now. He hey, Gus loves t- you. Brad doesn't like you. And in the poster, <laughs> the names are switched. So, like, I'm the young one. I love well, you, Dolph. Oh, yeah. In case he comes looking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I guess uh, I don't. I don't think he looks back on this film fondly. Frank Langella, though, apparently took the part yeah. because his son really liked. Yeah, he wanted to do something for his kids. Yeah. And yeah, he and apparently had, like, he, he really he loved working on it. And he, he said it was his favorite movie that he ever did. Yeah. And like the uh, his input on the costume and stuff was. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. He looks good. The makeup looks good. I mean, it's just enough. Ah, God damn it, Brad. Like his... How about He's the. Um, just... uh... Frank Langella has just enough prosthetics on like he um, yeah, he can, he can still emote his mouth can kind of move, but he still kind of looks like a skeleton type character. I don't know how you translate that. Into how about when Tila looks into the, uh, into the uh, camera and says uh, woman in arms. You know? <laughs> Shit. So we get to the final battle and they ran out of money. So they turned out the lights like the director apparently they came in mid shot and was like you can't film anymore we were out of money and they yeah, started the, taking yeah. the set down and so the director he had planned for that he, he said all right here's what we're gonna do they got a shot of like he-man and skeletor their weapons clash and there's a yeah. big explosion and all the lights go out so now it's like pure dark and they're backlit and they're fighting. Yeah, but uh, it works. It, it makes it, it kind of reminded me of Big Trouble in Little China, which came out a year before whenever um, Egg Chan and um, 
Lopan uh, have like this kind of like cosmic video game battle. I would be remiss to not bring up the uh, He-Man's tagline. I have the power. I have the power. I, I mean, when that when that fucking happens in this movie, my undying love for He-Man uh, from a kid, the nostalgia, I just biggest smile on my face. I laughed a little bit. It's just awesome. I, I was I love it at that point. Oh, <laughs> you're great. The movie I, had see, lost me. This is fun though. We we don't agree. We don't yeah. always have to agree. This is yeah. what this is about. You I like mean, this movie? I thought it was. Terrible. I know where you live. <laughs> <laughs> did you wait for after the credits? Do you know about the after credit scene? Oh yeah, I did see that. Oh, He Man wins, of course, of course. Oh yeah, Skeletor falls. <laughs> a shot of him falling too. It's yeah, like, yeah. It's he's no clearly standing. He's, yeah. So He Man pushes Skeletor into the, one of the four bottomless pits that are randomly in the throne room. Yeah. I guess that set was designed. I saw this later. The set was designed to have a bunch of sword fights on it, which is why there's all these different levels. Yeah. They didn't, they do, didn't do any did sword have, fights. They didn't well, have they enough did have money. Your classic, like, um, I don't think they, it's not the money. I well, probably the money, but it's like, they didn't have the time to choreograph anything. Well, yeah. So time, it's all all the money. all the action scenes are like made in the editing room. You know what well, I mean? Well, that's the. I mean, that's one of the big problems I have is that is that because it's it's supposed to be an action. I mean, he man. No, is man, you to, you missed the point. This is about Gwildor. This is really about Courtney Cox. Yeah. Oh, oh, this I had completely forgotten about. Courtney Cox uses the key to go back in time. No, no, no. She doesn't use the key. Gwildor smirks because they're like, hey, I could send you wherever you want. And she's like, no, no, it's fine. And then as she's going into the portal, she's like, oh, no, wait. And then gets sucked in. And then she realizes that that Gwildor fucking like 100% was like, bitch, I got you. Okay, so Gwildor sent her back. Gwildor is the the key can send you through time as well. Not just space, but time. Yeah. So Gwildor sends her back to before her parents got killed. I wrote this the down too. Of. He, she, all right. So she gets the keys from them or, or whatever. So they can't leave on the plane. And then she runs out of her house and Tom Paris is like there standing in the street. Yeah. But they both, her. he realizes where he is like waking up and going, Oh, like this must be the past. Like he gets it. He's holding the thing. It wasn't all a dream. I, I'll, Courtney Cox's like nightgown thing is smoking. Mm, mm, yeah. <laughs> Courtney, Courtney Cox was back. Yeah, she was. She was pretty cute back then. Yeah, I'm was, joking about the uh, that nightgown thing is like hideous and hilarious. Oh, My I, wife actually okay. has something like that, and we always joke about it because I'm like, "Oh, great, you got that!" Like, you got the Courtney Cox from Masters yeah. of the Universe. <laughs> So but, yeah, He Man and the Masters of the Oh, yeah. sorry, just Masters of the Universe. Oh wait, well the end credits. Oh the, okay, yeah. There's a there's a shot at the end after the credits where Skeletor's face pops out, right? Yeah, he he's in like the there's like this magma goo at the bottom, and he pops his head out and says, "I'll be back I'll be back." Is yeah, that what he says. And um, they had planned a sequel, but this movie flopped pretty hard, so they didn't. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Gus recommends this movie. I do not. <laughs> I can't believe that you couldn't even recommend it on like a 
so bad it's good like it's, it's a good it's I, a no, fun I, you know what I, I enjoyed watching i did have fun yeah. with it i don't think it's good but i i laughed out loud several times which i don't which wasn't intentional oh like, I, I did too so it is better than beastmaster we've yeah. decided that i was never really much into superhero stuff to be honest i mean i like i, like I don't was and i wasn't you know it's like I could take it or leave it. I mean, the ones I've seen recently, I've liked, you know, like. But they only recently got good since like the first Avengers movie where they figured it out. Yeah, I feel like now they're they got the tone right. They I don't know, like translating something like that from a comic book, you know, it's, it's hard. Like, yeah, it's really hard. And that's what I'm talking about. This fucking movie, Masters of the Universe, you know, how difficult it is to even. <laughs> make he-man into a fucking live action movie are you serious like that overcoming that challenge right there let alone in 1987 yeah i'll give you that it's 1987 um i'll give you franklin jella for sure and meg foster and billy even billy barty yeah even though he's got way too much makeup on he does his fault he does a decent job um it's (laughs) it's a movie (laughs) (laughs) well i i will say Good journey. Just, uh, yeah, good journey. It's a good ending. Yeah.